Hello and welcome back to the Megan Till Midnight Podcast. I'm your host, Megan Roshak. In today's episode, we're going to be chatting all about the world of radio and what it's like to work in radio. I am excited to open up this conversation with you guys since I work part-time in radio, so obviously this is something I'm pretty passionate about. And this is also a topic that, like my college freshman year self, would have loved to have heard more people talk about. I know radio is something that I had always thought I wanted to at least try out or I thought maybe I wanted to be in the industry and, you know, I thought about it as a career path and when I initially had those thoughts, I tried to seek out content that would tell me more about radio and people's experiences and I never really found that and I never really found it from a woman's perspective. So I'm excited to create this because I'm hoping that like maybe someone that was like me will find this and be like, okay, like someone I can kind of relate to and get an idea for what it's like to work in the industry. I mean, I am part-time, so disclaimer with that, I'm not like full-time in radio, but I've seen a lot of different aspects of it and I have my my year in, my year anniversary at the radio station. So I feel like I can still speak on a lot of those things and give you a feel for what it's like. I know on Instagram I did a poll as well before deciding to do this episode. I was just kind of getting a feel for if you guys were interested in kind of the behind the scenes of the world of radio. And I also asked for some of your questions. So I got a lot of really amazing responses and I'm excited to answer a lot of these questions throughout the episode. So I got questions like, what does your everyday look like? What is different from radio to podcasting. Uh, what can you do or what do you do if your voice is messed up and you can't talk on air? So <laughs> I got just a bunch of different questions that I will be answering. Starting off to kind of set the scene for my experience in radio, I'll first chat about what it is I do in radio. I know I've probably talked about it briefly here and there on podcast episodes, but I don't know if I gave you guys ever like a chronological order of like what I've done in the industry and like how I've gotten into radio. I think I just probably say things like, oh yeah, I work part-time in radio, but I don't know if I've ever gotten into like the nitty-gritty details of what my positions actually are and what I do. So we'll start out chatting about that. The first thing I ever did in radio was I was an intern. So I basically saw a posting that like one of the radio stations I listened to was looking for interns. And I was like, okay, cool. Like I'll send in my cover letter resume, see what happens. And this was probably during like the winter break time of like a typical college semesters when I like sent that stuff in, ended up getting an interview and then got hired at the end of the interview, which I was really excited about. So this was last summer. I was actually like in the internship, but It was, like, my sophomore year that I had, like, applied and gotten the internship for that summer. Um, I'm currently a senior in college now, to give you a bit of, like, that timeline. So, last summer, I was in the radio station as an intern. It's, like, a three-month-long internship program. Throughout the internship, we got to know kind of, like, every different department in radio, There's the on-air people, which are who you typically know, and that's kind of what I thought I would potentially want to go into. 
and then there's also like production people there's also station managers there's also sales people that sell the ads that play on the radio and then there's also traffic people which like program everything and there's just so many moving parts in radio that I learned about that I didn't even know were there like the fact that we have an engineer which like I mean obviously I should have known that because things are sometimes going to go off air. Like, if technical things go wrong, then you have an engineer that can fix it, which, like, makes sense when I think about it, but, like, going into it, I was just like, huh? Like, in radio, you have engineers? Like, I thought it was just all communications, broadcasting people. But there's a lot of different moving parts, so I think the internship was really valuable in knowing all those moving parts and also getting to know everyone at the station because if I didn't... Like, if I wouldn't have networked and, like, gotten to know people, I would have never gotten a job at the end of summer with the radio station. But some other things that we got to do throughout the internship, like, obviously, there's the really fun things that you get to do, like, go to concerts and go to remote events where they're broadcasting live from, like, a certain event or location. We got to just, like, go out and hand out koozies or, like, stick radio station stickers to people. So there was, like, a lot of community interaction as well. So I think it was pretty much, like, learning, like, events. And then also we got to do our own podcasts, which, I mean, has definitely helped me out with, like, putting together my own podcast to have done a podcast before. So me and one of the girls I had the internship with, we created a podcast called The Girl Let Me Tell You Podcast. Unfortunately, it's no longer on the website because they updated websites recently. So I think it kicked off like all the older stuff. But who knows? Maybe one day we'll we'll recreate it. But basically, it was like kind of like girl talk, pop culture, that type of thing in a podcast. And that was a really fun time and also I got to like learn more about talking into a mic and just getting comfortable with that as well as like getting comfortable with like the boards and kind of how you control everything. So like I said after my internship I ended up getting hired on. So the role I got hired on for was part-time on air on our country station. Basically they were very low on part-time people so it was kind of lucky timing that they actually had openings and they had the seven to midnight spot on Sundays that needed to be filled so then I came in and I filled that after my internship it was kind of crazy because there was like a week (laughs) where on Wednesday morning I had to do my final intern evaluation so they could like get rid of me as an intern and then that afternoon I had to like sign all my new hire paperwork so then they could like officially hire me as an employee um kind of funny with the technicalities but then I did seven to midnights on Sundays on our country station and when I say also like our country station or this station or this station there's a bunch of stations in the one building that I work in so there's basically like a hallway and then there's five different radio stations in there just in case that gets confusing. There's a few different stations I might be referencing, but the country station that I was on, I worked on that station for about six months. Uh, It just turned out that that midnight time slot um, hurt a little bit on Monday mornings, especially if I had like early class. So I ended up moving into a different role, which is the role I'm in now, but I will say it was an amazing, amazing experience to have 
to get the opportunity to even be on air since that was always something that I wanted to try and I did have fun with it and it was so wild to see the behind the scenes of everything that happens when you're on air because it was definitely a lot that I didn't necessarily expect like you have all the call-ins you have all the text in so you have to be watching those lines and then you also I mean you also have to remember to talk on air and say something uh, you also have the music going that you have to make sure to watch, that you don't like step over an hour, that you insert the proper amount of songs or music beds and all of that fun stuff. So there's just a lot of moving parts to it that it was really cool to be able to see and to have like my own on air time. And now that To Midnight kind of plays on the Till Midnight of Megan Till Midnight. Um, so that's a little bit of where the name came from in case you haven't listened to my episode where I dig deep into that, but I loved that experience and I will definitely remember it. Then after that, I moved into a producer role for our news station. So it kind of just, this was another thing that kind of just happened that there was an opening. Um, you only ever need one producer for the Saturday show like that's not a role that they can just like kind of hire a bunch of people for like it's just one person and the girl that did do it she was leaving so then they were like hey Megan would you be interested in doing this and I was like I mean sure like this would this would work like I could transition into this role uh so that's what I ended up doing and that's where I am currently And in that role, I answer all the phones, get callers prepped, get texts prepped like I used to, but I also cut sound bites for the show that played during the show. And then after the show's done, I upload it all as different podcast episodes and I cut teasers from the content that was said and I do all of that production work that I didn't see on the on-air end. So it's been really... A cool experience to kind of like see both sides of the coin I guess you could say and I really do like the producer role that I'm in currently and it's definitely something that I could see myself doing. I know in my episode two where I talk about the name behind the podcast and kind of why I started Megan Till Midnight was I kind of got more into producing and I was like I would love to have my own portfolio where I can be like hey here's what I sound like when I'm talking into a mic, and also, I produce this, (laughs) so that's what my production quality is like. I do think, though, like, the really cool thing about podcasting now and how accessible it is is that, I mean, obviously, like, a radio internship is gonna get your foot in the door, but, like, if you bought a mic and know how to use some, like, audio equipment, you could create your own podcast, and you could create, like, your own demos and kind of get your own audience and have yourself then to be able to pitch to stations. So that's kind of a cool thing that I don't think I considered when I was just like starting out college and like looking into career paths. Um, But you can, you can really make things happen for yourself for sure. But I am excited to get into some of these questions that you guys had. So I'll start off with the first one. Does this experience help you as a podcaster? So does working in radio help me as a podcaster? Definitely. That's how I learned how to talk into a mic, how to use editing equipment, and how to kind of do all of that. I think what was extremely helpful was obviously like having the podcast 
um, experience that we did within the internship, I think if I would have just been on air, maybe it would have been a little bit harder to get into the podcasting space just because when you're on air, like you'll talk for maybe like 20 seconds at a time versus a really like long spanning podcast. I mean, unless you're in talk radio and have like a morning show or, you know, something like that where they'll give you like longer amounts of time, like, you know, a good like five to 10 minute increments, whatever. But if you're just doing like part-time on air, you talk for about 20 seconds here and there. So to then go from that style to podcasting may have been a little bit more tricky, but I think it's definitely doable. And a lot of these people that are, you know, on air and talking like can talk. The next question I got, what do you do if your voice is messed up and you can't talk? So I definitely had times where like I didn't feel the hottest, like I was kind of sick and my voice sounded like I probably smoked a pack a day, like it did not sound great if my like throat hurt. If I could like power through, I would go in for my shift. Uh, There was definitely one time where I like thought I could power through and I bet my voice just sounded terrible, Um, but I still powered through. In cases where, like, if your voice sounds, like, really bad or, like, if you literally don't have a voice, you need to just call your station up and be like, hey, find me a fill-in. This is not happening today. Um, yeah. Because if you literally just can't talk, like, it's it's not happening. And you have to be able to project your voice in a radio. Like, if you're losing your voice, that's just going to be painful. So, usually you can find someone to cover. You know, usually there's a little bit of understanding there. Another question, what's an unexpected fact about your job? I would say the amount of multitasking was what really, I guess, I guess surprised me and what I needed to learn and get a hang of the most. Uh, I would say the multitasking and kind of sometimes how quick things need to be done I know for when I was on air, for example, if I was doing a giveaway, oh, I remember doing my first giveaway and that was so stressful. Like there was no reason for it to be like that stressful, but I had like two songs worth to like get someone on the phone, record a bit with them air it and then like get this person's information so like we could send them their prize pack or whatever and like two songs sounds like a lot of time but like it really isn't when you're like trying to talk to someone on the phone and like get their information write it down correctly so that like you can actually mail the prize to them like that that part of it stressed me out but as I got more used to things I was able to like juggle multiple things at once like oh there's a song there's like where I need to talk oh a call just came in oh a text just came in like I was able to get more used to that and I think with producing too uh, so much happens while you're producing especially if you have like an in-studio guest because if there's someone in studio then you have another mic you have to control the phone lines are still going to be ringing the texts are still going to be coming in you're still going to have to be recording the show and uploading it and you're still probably going to have like sound bites that you have to play so it's definitely a bit of a circus i think when you first start but you do get used to it and it's not like so crazy overwhelming like being on air 
you kind of get into a groove of it with yourself since usually you're the only person in the studio unless, like I said, unless you have a morning show. Uh, with producing, you get into a groove of it with the person that, like, is the show host and that you're producing for. Like, you two will, like, learn how to communicate non-verbally and keep things moving during the show. So, the multitasking, I think, is the unexpected fact because... A lot of times I think the stereotype is, oh, those people are just, like, hanging out in the studio, jamming out. No, that's not, that's not always the case, and that's not always what happens. Like, there's usually a fair amount of multitasking. Someone asked, how is it different to podcasting? You have more time is the first thing that comes to mind, is in podcasting you have so much more time to kind of just chill and, like, hang out and talk to listeners in radio it feels very like snap 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 like we got to get to it like there's you know music coming up in this many seconds like I I don't feel like there's that ability to like there is ability to form connections but you have to like form it in such a shorter amount of time so I think that's why I really like the podcast format because we can just like chill and talk and like you don't always have that with radio. I mean, in some aspects you do, but in some aspects you don't. So I think that would be like the big difference. And then also like that on-air immediacy factor, like podcasts, we have the luxury of editing on-air. If you screw up, if you stumble on your words, like that, that can't be edited. And sometimes it's unfortunate and sometimes it's a little embarrassing. I know like my first show I was nervous for and like, did I mess some things up? Yes. It happens, and yes, after the show was done, like, the next day, I go into, like, my supervisor's office and listen back to the show and hear all of my mistakes. That's just what you do, but then you grow from it, you move on. But it's just to say, in podcasting, we have such a luxury to be able to edit. Like, if there's anything that gets said that we're like, you know what, nah, like, don't want that in the episode, or I tripped up on my words, or I said that joke, it really didn't land, I want to cut it out, you have the luxury to. On air, you don't. (laughs) And then our last question. I am studying broadcasting, and I would love to hear what your everyday looks like. Could you talk about your daily routine at your local station? So my daily routine was definitely different in all of my roles from like being an intern to being on air to producing. When I was an intern, every day was 100% different. One day I might be shadowing someone, the next day I might be out to a concert. The next day I might be sticking stickers to people (laughs) to advertise the station or like handing out koozies or that type of thing. So it was super varied. Uh, when I was on air, oh, these are that was my perfect routine. Basically, I would hibernate all day and like sleep during the day, and then at around like five ish, I would kind of be like, okay, like let's see like what events are coming up that like I might want to chat about on air. I kind of would scroll through my phone like through like local city event calendars, just be like, okay, like I want to get like a feel for like what's actually going on in the city, so I know what you know I can talk about on air. And then, you know, I would just kind of, like, I mean, hang out at my place for a while. I would just, I'd like to make sure I was up at least, like, two hours before the show so I could kind of, like, wake up a little bit more, like, if I was taking an afternoon nap. And then I would get ready. I mean, even though, like, completely no one saw me. There was, like, one other person in, like, that building that was doing a show, like, overnight. 
Um, so I probably didn't really need to get ready, but just like for myself, like, you know, you look good, you feel good, that type of thing. I get ready. I would get in my car. I would go through Starbucks and get like a venti Americano. So then I could stay up all night. And then I would go sit in the station like a few minutes before I was going to be on. Um, and then I'd wait for like the other DJ to get out of the studio. And then I would go in and like I said, I would check calls. I would check the music log to make sure like everything's running smoothly. I would check texts as they come in and just get into my own like little routine of doing that stuff. Um, for producing, I typically get in about an hour to showtime is typically when I have like sound bites that I need to cut in hand. So if like there's any like music or like, you know, news sound bites that my, you know, show host would want, then I would go in, cut those, make sure I had, you know, that audio that then I could play during the show and just do like different show prep stuff like that. Basically, whatever the host needs, you're going to do. And then about like five minutes to be on air, go into the studio, set everything up, pull up anything that I needed to, like the text lines. And then it was showtime. Post-show, then I would like go and cut sound bites, upload podcast episodes, and do all of that stuff. So I would say out of like the on-air to producing, like on-air, I feel like I spent like way less time on stuff. Producing is definitely, I think, more time-consuming. But thank you so much to anyone who asked questions. They were super fun to be able to talk about what I do. If you ever have any other questions about working in radio or anything that kind of goes off of what I said, feel free to message me on Instagram at Megan Till Midnight Pod is the show page and then at Megan.Roshack is my personal. Either of those I am reachable on. And then also follow those to keep up with the show and to keep up with me on Apple Podcasts. I've loved seeing all the ratings and reviews, so if you could leave one and subscribe, I would really appreciate it. Uh, Next, next week, I have a really fun pair of guests coming on, so I'm excited for you guys to hear that episode, and I will talk with you guys then.